Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Hazel Podcast. And this month, you can get into a new Nissan during the all-in clear-out event. Finance a 2021 Nissan Murano for 0% for 60 months, or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This episode 91, my name is Drew Kosher, I'm your host. And I'm joined by the stat guy, Rip, the intern. Rip, what's going on? Not much. How are you, Kosh? Another big week. I'm good. Big week. Big week for the boys. Another, uh, yeah, another great week. But yeah, I'm doing good. You're doing good. We're buzzing. Uh, but first, we get going. We got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place to your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today. Make the switch to drive. Nissan. Drive it. Drive it. Rip, where are we recording from? We are recording, as always, from Divot's Indoor Golf, right across, located on Rochdale Boulevard. Located right across the street from the Doug Wick, where the host used to snap it around and score some goals. Light the lamp. Light it. Rip, episode 91 today. Stammer. Stammer. There's a lot of 91s. Sags. Joe Sackick wore 91 for Team Canada multiple times. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Um who, who else you say? Stammer. Stammer. Who else? There's a lot of 91s out John there. John Tavares. Yeah. Captain of the Leafs. Uh, okay. Lots to chat about today. Hockey's back. Yep. Ryder Cup. Mackenzie Tour. Um, our weekends. So first, let's go to uh, our weekends and what we were up to. Yeah, our weekends. Uh, well, I'm back into the swing of things. Played Thursday, Friday. Um, had a tough one Thursday night against U of S and then came back home and beat Manitoba. Good weekend. Saw you in the stands. Did you see me? I did. I always look. I'm looking. A nice nice uh, black coffee, medium black. Watch the game. It was a good game, good pace. Um, you guys laid a beat down on U of M. Yeah. Was it, was it 6-1 when I, I left the 6-1? 7-1. I shoveled one in with like three minutes left. Two goals and a nap that night. Yep. Wagon. Oh, how are you? Yeah, after going dash six the next night before. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, now you can keep that goal that yeah. goal scoring into the reg season now. Yeah. That's the goal. Hopefully. What's a personal goal for you this year? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like 10 tucks? Is that high? That's that's super high, actually, in our league. It's uh, especially for our program. Yeah. Last My first year, Dupes' third year. Um, he scored 10 goals, and I talked with Todd, our coach, and he said that's the first time he's had 10 goal score on his team before. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's just say you're rooting for six and six and nine. I I would be happy with six and twelve assists because I I was two and ten my first year. And you guys play how many games? Twenty eight, I believe. Twenty eight games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. And you guys playing some like I mean your 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 team's just fine. 
but then other teams you play play against like U of A, U of S, and they're just like, yeah, wagons. Like it's hard. They're in their own league. It's hard it's, to compete. It's, yeah, it is. It's tough. They're in their own league. You can ask anyone in the league who plays against them. It's it's tough. It's a tough night against them every night. So would you say after U of A and U of S, it's kind of like anyone can win on those nights? Yeah. Like is University of Calgary solid? Yeah, or? they're 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 solid. Like everyone's a good good program. Like UFC is a really good program. Mount Royal just came into the league a few years ago. They're a good program. UBC is a good program. They're fast and skilled. Um, like we're a good program. We're hard to play against. We're fast. We're big. Right. Same with Manitoba. So I don't know about the other two programs that are coming in this year. Uh, Trinity Western out of Langley and then McEwen out of Edmonton. So nice. Yeah. Well, it's good to see. I was I was happy I came out to that game. I'm gonna try and come to a few more uh, throughout the season. Uh, what else do you have to do this weekend? Uh, played around at the Wascana. Right. Oh, and you had a and I, oh, and yeah. you had an albatross. Yeah, not a big deal. Walk us through the two on the par five. Okay, so okay, we'll start off with this. So hole nine is a par five at the Wascana, right down the road. Long par five. Um, driver, obviously. Smallest green in the country, too. Yeah, driver, obviously. Melt driver. Crush it down Shocker. the middle, yeah. Little draw on it. I lean down to pick up my tee. My driver snaps. <laughs> I in the loft sleep. We'll talk to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> like for fuck's <laughs> sakes. So like good thing nine is uh right right by the, the pro shop. So I walk in and tell the guy and I'm not I think his name's Reno. Reno's oh, a great, Reno, yeah, yeah. Divots. Weapon. Yeah. yeah. Weapon. So he helps me out, gives me a new shaft. Went with a Ventus. I had a hazardous before. A venti. Yeah, a venti. <laughs> and uh, so hole 10's closed there right now. So we go to hole 11, which is par 3. Make par. Not a big deal. And then uh, go to 12. So it's the first time I get to use my driver now. Yeah. And uh, 12, dog leg left, par 5. And I got a slight draw on my on my driver, right? So I go, aim a little right. doesn't draw. So I just blow one straight. So I'm like, this, it's... And if you're Pretty straight, open hole. yeah, it's open hole, but it's a long second shot in. So my ball ends up on the cart path and uh, I get the relief. Now I'm in the rough, 245 out, got a four iron in my hands. And I just, I catch this thing so good. Melt with. Yeah, melted. And uh, funny thing, this the round prior I played there, I had maybe the same shot towards the hole, same pin location, but it was a seven iron. So I was a little closer in. Makes and uh, it was right at the pen, right at the pin. And the way this green is shaped, it's a joke. Anything left, you're dead. Fa- yeah, it just bottles. falls falls off. So I, I hit one right at the pin, falls off, and make five. Anyway, so same same thing. I melt my melt this shot, and it's going right at the pin. And I'm golfing with Chase Tippett, Tyler Adams, and Carson Eskra. Main drop. And all the boys. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, my God, that's in. And I just didn't think any of it because what happened last time. We had nine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so frustrating, especially the seven iron in onto par five. And uh, we get up there, and all I see is Tipper had a good second shot, too. He's like five yards short of the green. And we get up there, and there's no ball. I'm like, fuck. And you can't see the left side of the green. I'm like, it's on the left. It's down there. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck's sakes. Chipper's like, I'm just going to go check the hole. He goes, checks the hole, goes bananas. Sure, shit. Yeah. So it's a hell of a two. Like that is a great two. I was I was saying like I'm I don't want to seem ungrateful for an albatross. Like it's a technically it's a better score than a hole in one. Yeah, I would have loved a hole in one more though. I thought you had a hole in one. Yeah, I didn't. I was driving and I checked my phone and I didn't read it. I just saw like you're holding the ball. I'm like fuck off. There's <laughs> no chance sucker. to get a hole in one for me. <laughs> but no, I was I was pumped. That's a good two. Like yeah. twos are 
I've had a few, but like they're sick. It's, it's like okay, now I should have three on on a hole. Yeah, which is impressive. Yeah, it is. It it. I was like I was having a decent round. I was probably on my way to seventy eight, seventy nine, and then make a two, and I shoot a two over seventy five. That's a hell of a round. Yeah, late in the year too. Yeah, buzzing. Your buzz saw. Let's go without a driver now. <laughs> oh, I had to give the shaft back, so all I got is a tailor made <laughs> head. We'll talk to Mike. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, okay, what else is up? Is that it? That that's really it. Yeah. Just... Well, you just won the baseball provincial. Oh yeah, that's right. Wednesday night we uh, won five to three over the Iron Pigs. The Weyburn Iron Pigs. It was a, it was a battle. We were down three nothing early. A little uh, was not not uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Adversity. Adversity. There we yeah. go. Thank you. All good. <clears throat> so I'm here. <laughs> a little adversity. We are. We had a little pitching. Our pitcher, our stud pitcher, got hurt. To start the game, he faced two batters. We're like, all right, we're in one. So we're down three nothing early, and we end up scoring five runs in the fourth and just hanging on five three. Yeah, we're a wagon. How about game one? Did the boys like the the intercom? The boys loved the you. Answer? They Sick. thought it was hilarious. Nuke. Nuke. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck. We we ended up finishing the season thirteen straight wins. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I read that to me. That's wild. You just what lost the first two games and then just no. Tear? We went on a three game losing streak, which I don't think the Trappers ever have had a three game losing streak. And then we just went off. That's wild. Yeah. Well, what a run! Congrats to you guys and the Thank Regina you. Trappers. Yep. Uh, great, great group of guys there. Except the one guy on your team, I ruined his name for like the first time he went to bad. <laughs> he, he wasn't even on the batting list. I'm like, and whoever writes the lineups, I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Mopper for your team and someone else for their team. I guess I was just butchering names for Wayburn. They're riding with crayons. Basically, or big sharp, big sharpie, like the fat sharpie. <laughs> Couldn't read anything, so I was going off guessing. Yeah. But uh, no, that was fun. I was got to watch a baseball game late in the in the fall days of ball. I guess you'd say. Yeah, fall ball. It's good though. It's awesome. Yeah. What about you? How was your weekend? <clears throat> uh, what did we do? I'm trying to think what I did. I didn't do a whole lot. Playing the Brown Center. That that was Wednesday night. We played there. Yeah, we had oh, yeah. a preseason game. We lost four three. But again, it's preseason though, so it doesn't really uh, doesn't matter too much. But yep. t- took a lot out of it. We start actually this week, home opener against the Fort. Two practices this week, and then we're uh, yeah, game one Saturday night at home, so it should be good. Boys are buzzing. Hopefully, Brad's there. It's Brad. Bob. Brett. It's Brad. Bob. Brett. Oh, <laughs> who? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah. So we're excited to go on here. The boys are pumped. Uh, Tuesday's a deer day. Get all their deer. It's like Christmas. Oh, yeah. The best. So, yeah, that's good. But funny story. So last night we had uh, Sunday night. We had adult save. Yep. <laughs> or, yes. Saturday night we had adult save. And we're playing and I'm getting, getting fully dressed and ready to go. <laughs> I go to put my helmet on. <laughs> Explodes. Murdered. <laughs> the whole back screws. <laughs> gone. I'm like. Yeah, it's because you got. Ten thirty. So I thought my I thought my head like grew in the last month and a half. Yeah, bobblehead. <laughs> so it didn't. Uh, good thing Hodes had a helmet in his bag because I had no helmet. This is at the cooperators. Yeah. yeah. I only have two in my stall. Yeah, I should have called you. <laughs> Pretty sure you were murdered this time. We played at ten thirty at night. So yeah. I had to wear his helmet. Scored four talks. How are you? But I actually ended up going to my parents' house today. And I remember your dad gave me a badge of uh, <coughs> hockey gear. So now I'm now wearing your uh, your blue Penticton V's helmet. How Sick the hell did bucket. you wear that though? My head, my head, it's floating on my head right now. Yeah, because you had to put an aquarium for a helmet on your head. <laughs> I have a buffalo head. Yeah, buffalo head, like the guy we're interviewing today. 
Yeah. Cowhead um, is silly. He likes to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm wearing your helmet. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks like I played in the B show, but. I got to throw it off. Not a big deal. In a fight? Like when you show, no, when you win the ship? ship. Yeah, yeah, never been there before yet. So maybe I'll throw my mask off if we win this year. <laughs> uh, Rip, what? Uh, let's talk about last week's podcast with Reed Simpson. Good podcast with us. Oh, I, I had a phenomenal time. We've gotten some good reviews about it too. Um, Reed was such a great guy, and he was, his stories were awesome. He uh, he really opened up and gave her that story about the Craven. It's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was good. And, you know, talking about the guys he fought and, yeah, you know, just all the way playing from right in Flim Flam, Manitoba to the NHL. So that was pretty cool and just a good dude in general. So we enjoyed that one with him, and I hope everyone that listened to it enjoyed it as well. Rip, let's go to some hockey talk here. Uh, I know people love that on this pod. Actually, most people do, I think. Yeah, I think so. But with hockey right back into the thick of things here as we're talking about that, the NHLs had their preseason schedule open up on Friday. Um, let's just go through the, the Scotia North division. Uh, from, from last year. Yeah, it's not their division year. anymore, though. Or, sorry, the, yeah, yeah, the new know. division, but... Let's just go off the Canadian teams we'll do. Okay. Um, we'll go top to bottom from last year's division, but we'll talk about Canadian teams on here, and obviously some guys that we've had on, we'll talk about their team. But first, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, where do you see them right now? I know they picked up some guys. Um, you know, this is, I think, kind of a now or never for them to win. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a documentary or whatever you want to call it, a series coming out October 1st. It looks Prime fire or what did I say? I think yeah, I think it's on Prime or whatever. Did I say something else? No, no, no. Oh. I just just okay. throw it out there. No free ads. Uh, okay, so Toronto Maple Leafs. Where do you see him? What do you like? What don't you like? I think uh, I think they'll be around same place. So their first place. I think they'll be top three for sure in their division. They got the best goal scorer in the world, so that helps. Yeah. Am snaps <laughs> it. Um, a couple of decent ads. Peter Mrazek, goalie. He's an above average goalie, I think. Yeah, which he can. Uh, I but I think that's where they lack is him and Campbell are going to be. I think that'll be the weak link of their team. Yeah. Um. Who else? Curtis Gabriel, nail gun. He's tough. I think he's the toughest guy to never win a fight. <laughs> it's a good analogy. Really, yeah. I like that, that. He tilts every game. He just never wins them. He's just in there. He's just in there. And you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, a couple losses: Galchenyuk, Jumbo, Bogosian, Hyman. I mean that that'll hurt Hyman. He's a really good top six forward. Bogosian nail gun on the back end. So, yeah, yeah. I I like their their core solid. You know, it was good to see the other night John Tavares playing. Actually, his first game back since being hurt against the Canadians. Yeah. Um. You know, he he looked okay. You know, I think the Leafs are fine, but they. I really think this is a now or never for them because they have so many good pieces and the world is watching them. Yeah. With a microscope. I uh. I saw like a rumor, rumor mill. Nice, love these. Um, that like if they don't make a long run here, do this. Yeah, no, but like Matthews or Nylander's out. Really? Yeah. That 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 doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised either. Okay, let's jump to the Edmonton Oilers. They had a few acquisitions. You know, Zach Hyman joins the club, playing our liner now with is it McDavid and PRV? I think I saw that correct. Yeah, I think so. Or Drat and Pierre. One of the two. Doesn't matter. They're both Doesn't matter. You're playing two of the best players in the world. Yeah. So Edmonton looks. I don't know where they're at right now. Do you think they're 
can they get ahead of Toronto? Can they, you know, would they be the team in the North? Or I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, where, where are you at in this one? They'll be close. I think they did a better job in the offseason than the Leafs did, honestly. Picked up some pretty good guys, um, like Hyman. Um, who else? Duncan Keith. Yeah, you ever heard of him? Yeah. That guy's w- nasty. Warren Fogel, he's a good depth forward. Fogel, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they had, like they haven't lost anyone big. Like They trade away Bear for Fogel. Yeah. Um, Caleb Jones gone. Bought out James Neal. I don't know. They didn't lose any big names. Yeah, it's true. I, I think they'll be fine, too. I'm excited to watch that club. Uh, here's a team that I think had a really good season last year, just didn't end up the way they wanted to. Uh, but they added some big acquisitions in the back end. Uh, they have a Vesna winner in net. The Winnipeg Jets, uh, they added Brennan Dillon, Nate Schmidt. You know, they, they lost Matthew Perot. Yeah. But I like the Jets. Where are you on them? Yeah, I like them too. I mean, they're just a fast, hard-to-play-against team, which... They're huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're big, except for, like, even... I was gonna say except for Kyle Connor, but I'm looking at he's six foot one, one eighty, so yeah. suck on that one rip. Um Yeah, like that I'm excited for them. Like they, it's been a long time coming for them too. Like they've been so close for so many years, it's they're right on the edge. They're kinda like the New York yeah, Islanders of the North. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited to watch them as we're watching right now, they're playing the Senators, but Yeah. Ehlers got hurt. I don't know if he came back while we were watching this game, but Oh really? Yeah. Um Okay. Well yeah. I do like the Jets. I like the way they play. Um, I like Paul Maurice. They just scored 1-1. There we are. Um, then another team now I want to talk about is a guy that we just had on. He's a scout for them. The Montreal Canadiens, who went all the way to the cup final, ended up losing to Champ uh, Bay. Yeah. Champs. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, where are you on that one, Rip? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they'll be... Well, they weren't even that great of a regular season team either, but... Sorry, Reed, but... Well, yeah, they're 24 and 21. Yeah. But they're barely by 500. 500. Yeah. Um, Hot take here. I think Cole Caulfield scores 40 goals this year. Boom. We'll cut that one out. Yeah. That's a good audio clip. I like that. I think he's nasty. Dude, he's so good. Just zings it, too. Shoots like a man. Suzuki's sick, too. Yeah, Suzuki's good. Man, now we're blowing him after we just (laughs) said this. Well, it's hard to knock them when they get to all the way to the final. Yeah, exactly. And, like, like a lot of people are saying, oh, third one. The thing is, is, if it wasn't for the COVID year, they wouldn't have made playoffs. True. That Yeah, that's valid. But COVID, I don't know. Whatever. That's why hockey's the dumbest game in the world, though, for that reason. True. But, I mean, I looked at their team, though, and I think you and I, were we nailed on the head. Like, everyone's, you know, shitting on them because they're in the final. It's like, hey, yeah. anyone can win. It's so any hard to night. get there, too. Yeah, and they proved everyone wrong. So, uh, the last three teams here, Calgary Flames. They lose their captain to Seattle. Um, trying to think of some other acquisitions they've lost. But the Flames, Rip, where are you with them? Um, I don't think they've done a good enough job to get better. I think they're stuck in almost like a half-rebuild phase. Well, they signed Blake Coleman. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, he's he was good in Tampa. Like, he's a third-line guy. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? A third-line guy in Tampa could be a... Well, he's got to find the top guy. six in Calgary. Who's the guy who went to Florida, I think, from Tampa? Verhage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Verhage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a bubble guy in Tampa, and then he goes for Verhage and lights it up. Yeah. Can fly around the ice, right? So, I mean, Tampa's so deep. They, you don't really know how good some of these guys are until they go play somewhere else. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Ottawa Senators. 
Um, I think they're up and running. I like them. Stutzel's nasty. Chuck's an asshole, and I love it. Did he sign? I think so. Okay. Um, jumping along here to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, do you think they've done enough to get where they want to get this year? I mean, who'd they get in the back end? Someone pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Oh, didn't... Uh, oh, Oliver Ekman Larson. Larson, yeah. He you see there. that video of him in the bag skate? Dude, so they're doing this... Uh, they call it 40s. Linder's telling me about it when he's playing there. Where you just get bagged, basically. Like, you just skate up and down the ice until yeah. you're dead. Like, guys are, like, laying on the ice. These guys are professional athletes, and they, like, can't even stand up after it. So they're doing a bag skate, and Oliver Ekman Larson's, like, a zone and a half behind everyone else. Fine his time. Yeah, well, just... Veteran. Or he's just dead. Like, he just couldn't <laughs> skate anymore. It's kind of funny. But then there's another video where, where the Oilers are bag skating. McDavid, the, a zone and a half, oh two zones God. in front of everyone else. Yes. I would hate bag skating with that guy. Be an Pardo. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, McDavid. Yeah. Okay, so that's our hockey talk for the uh, the North, uh, the Canadian teams. Um, any other big news that you saw that you want to bring up? Big news that I saw. Or anything you're hearing? Rasmus Sa- Rasmus Dahlin signed a three-year, $18 million contract with the wow. Buffalo Sabres. That sucks. Yeah, 18 mil. Jack Eichel stripped of the captaincy yeah. in Buffalo. Dude, what is happening to that team? I don't think he's going to play this year. No. Well, they're not paying he's, for a surgery. But he's not He's not going to – he's not playing for them anywhere. He's like, no I'm chance. done playing for Buffalo Sabres. Get rid of me, and if you don't, I'm not playing for you. Imagine being that good. Yeah. No, I don't want to play for you. In the NHL. Yeah. Best league in the world. Nah. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, Cal Pat Peterson, Pedersen, goalie, signed a three-year deal, $15 million contract with the LA Kings. That wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah, no kidding. 15 schmill in LA. What a place to live. Yeah, no kidding. What, uh, any more you got for me, Rip? Uh, nothing for the NHL. SJHL, back at it. Yeah, they did open weekend this past weekend. Yeah. I forgot who all won. I think Esvan won. Esvan swept. Humboldt swept. Um, uh, one swept. LaRange. And then Malford and Flint Flint split. All right. So, Saul weekend in the SJHL. Rip, should we go to some golf talk here? Absolutely. We okay, are a golf quickly, podcast. The McKenzie Tour, It's in. it was in BC, but friend of the show and good buddy of mine and, you know, buddy of yours, Ty Chubbs Campbell. Chubbs. Top five. Top 10 finish, we'll just say, because I, I read it. I had one too many cocktails. Uh, minus 10 for the week. So, hell of a week for Ty Campbell. Happy for you, buddy. How about Chubbs? You, you love to see it. Wagon. These guys are playing good. So, congrats to that to him, and, you know, keep it going. Yeah. Uh Oh, I had another stat here on my phone. I'll pull it up right now. Stack guy coach. Stack guy coach. Coming for my belt. <laughs> Where is it here? All right. The Sast senior teams at Canadians. Laverne Arndt, Rick Halberg, and Rick Hillstead. Slick Rick. Had a great week. I can't even, I don't know how they finished. I'm trying to read this thing on here. My eyes are just banana lines right now. Um, but again, Rick Halberg is in another championship final. He's just always there. Slick Rick, as Rip calls him. Uh, Rick Hillstead and Laverne Arndt, congrats to you three on a hell of a week. Um, that's the local stuff. Rip, let's go to the Ryder Cup. Do you have the stats on what the final scoring was? Well, the final scoring was 19-9 to 9 for the USA. Sound. Nice one, yeah. Riggs. 
<laughs> largest Ryder Cup margin of victories in in the modern era, which is since 1979. Yeah. Oh. Shit on them. Yeah. Okay, well, let's break down some of this. Uh, Bryson and Brooks at the end, they're, they're hugging and high-fiving. Yeah. You know, it's good to see. Um, JT is shotgunning a beer. Oh, actually, he didn't shotgun. He, went, he went down on one knee and chugged it. And who, who, um, who shotgunned it? Oh my god! I'm not sure. It was hilarious. These, they're like, I love that USA, yeah. USA. It was pretty cool to see that. Um, Bryson, oh. 72 yards on a par five. Yeah, there was one. There's, the, I, I don't know what hole it was. It it's was incredible. Sh- short. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Where he cuts it, he literally cuts the hole by tw- 200 yards. It's <laughs> Chico. But I saw a video today. It was a short par four. I don't know what hole it was, but uh, Bryson had had driver. He threw it, yeah. And he's he's standing over it, and then him and his caddy were like, "Nah!" And everyone's like, "Boo!" And and he's like, "Relax, guys. I'm still going for the green." <laughs> I thought that was. I was so watching funny. it live. I'm like, "Did he just say that out loud?" Yeah. And then he was short. Like, he was pin high. Yeah. Like his left side of the green. It was. He he's a freak. Yeah, that's just crazy. It makes the game look. Or he makes it way easier on himself, but he also makes it way harder on himself when he misses. How about the the chirping back and forth between the leather on on pots going in? Like, is this good? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, the, the leather down. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is a, this is a more so of a serious point for everyone. Like DJ, if you got a two footer, you got a one footer, you got a three footer, putt it. Now until, until someone says anything different, prepare every pot like it's your last because you just gotta putt it. If they don't say anything, you gotta make it anyways. Yeah. Right. So DJ's cool as ice. Oh, yeah. The whole time. Vanilla. Eh? He's got the swagger walk. And then a veteran maneuver. He's got his glasses on and a vodka water. Veteran. He's yeah. in one for sure in yeah. that picture. So Ryder Cup was fun to watch. I, I didn't watch any on Saturday. I watched a little bit Saturday, but mostly I was, I was on the road Saturday. Yeah. Listen to on Sirius XM. Those guys uh, just I was just listening to the golf matches on there, but I watched all of it today. So good to see. We said Europe, right? We both were on, weren't we? Yeah, we did. Sound. Overdue. I, uh, yeah. DJ went 5-0 and on the weekend, too. You see that? Sounds like me. <laughs> Frazier Cup. Oh. 5-0. and That's nuts. Yeah, he's nasty. So good. Really uh, best guy in the world. Yeah. With the biggest hands. TaylorMade. Yeah. Wagon. There's a lot of TaylorMade guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love a Shocker. lot of... <laughs> and they're all like... T- it was Marikawa and Johnson Taylor. Yeah. Team TaylorMade. Yeah. The one photo I put on the Hazel page. Sick. So sick. Uh, what else we got here? Um, oh, JT and Scotty Scheffler body and rigs after they won. Right. So people that don't know, I'm sure you do, but four play rigs basically said he was not cheering for Team USA if Kevin Kisner was not on the team, and Kiz wasn't on the team, obviously. But um, anyhow, after the round, JT and Scotty Scheffler just carve rigs, the host of four play, um, and Frankie tweeted today. Riggs is dead. JT killed him. <laughs> Riggs is dead. That's awesome. So that is, I think, our golf talk. Yeah. Pretty heavy load there. Shocker. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I got nothing more. Okay. Well, we have great. a great guest on today. Want to go to our guest? Yeah, sure. Cowhead. We're calling any minute here. He's from Regina. Played all his junior hockey here. In the Queen City for the Regina Pats. Played in the NHL. You ever heard of it? The National League. Now coaches in the American Hockey League, correct? Yep. And he has a, he has a show game under his belt, too. Yeah. So this guy's the real deal. A funny guy. A great golfer. 
Um, yeah. So here's uh, our guest today, Jamie Heward. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we are pleased to be joined by a guy that is from Regina, Saskatchewan. Regina Pat alumni played in 394 NHL games. He's quite the golfer. He's been coaching for 10 plus years and involved in some player development. After all that, we are pleased to be joined by Jamie Heward. Boys, what's up? Jamie, it's a pleasure to have you on today, Rip. We're both excited here. Uh, first off, what's up with you? What's new? What's going on? Well, uh, just at the Knights game tonight, first exhibition game, and uh, just got back from the Raiders game. So I got, a, I, got, I got the Las Vegas sports. Yeah, it sounds no like, fun. Day. Yeah, terrible. The only, the only part about being at the Raiders game was I knew I had to talk to you guys and come to work, <laughs> so I, I couldn't have like 20 boxes. <laughs> In the box, too. So you've been drinking out of glass, like having wine. Well, no, they oh. were. I wasn't. So they were passing around yeah, champagne, whatever. I'm like, you know, I'll just have a hot dog. <laughs> I would have had to. Uh, all right, Huey. Okay, let's 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 uh, backtrack to saying we're always doing this podcast. You know, growing up in the Queen City, uh, what were you doing? Hobbies, sports? Uh, you know, walking through it. Uh, well, I mean, growing up, Regina's. You know, not easy. I mean, living in Glencairn and uh, growing up in the East End, it's, uh, you know, I mean, did the usual stuff. We played hockey during the winter and baseball during the summer. And then, uh, you know, street hockey as much as we can and just kind of didn't have much to do. So it was all about sports. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously Regina's smaller place. So meet lots of lots of good friends and you know other than sports not much to do so um life was pretty good okay well speaking of playing sports and playing in regina you played your whole you know your, your whole junior career in your hometown for the pats uh first what was that like and you know walk us through that experience well i mean it didn't start out that way i was originally uh when i was playing bantam i was originally listed by pa um ended up getting traded to spokane and then uh, Regina, you know, I didn't want to go to Spokane as a, as a 15 or 16 year old. So Bob Strom was a GM at the time. And um, just, you know, it was one of those things where he had a connection with Regina and, and wanted to, wanted to make sure that I played in the league and, and playing at home was the best for me. So I made a trade and I ended up playing, you know, my hometown for the Pats for, for four years. So, couldn't have worked out better. I mean, it shouldn't have, you know, it should have worked out where I ended up going and playing somewhere away, but, um, 
the fact that I got to come back home uh, made a world of difference for me as a youngster. And, you know, I could still kind of hang out with my friends. And uh, as it turns out, you know, playing for the Pats, I, I made lots of new friends. And um, one of those things where, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a privilege to be and play in there, uh, play in my hometown. So everything worked out really good for me. So quickly here, uh, one of my sources says you had a, you know, playing Bantam hockey and medicine hat. There might be a story there. <laughs> it may involve a stripper in the dressing room. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That's back in the days. You can get away with that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I'll tell you what, I, I've played pro a long time. Um, and junior, I think Bantam was more fun than all that combined <laughs> with our parents and, and our, and my buddies. Uh, we had some pretty good, bizarre stories. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't take in too much trouble here. Uh, yeah, your last season with the Pats, you had 61 assists for obviously a total 84 points. Um, you know, what, what a season that was for you. And I mean, walk us through, cause that was probably one of your best years in the Western hockey league. Yeah. And it was, it was odd because I had been drafted as a forward, played forward my whole life. And then Pittsburgh, uh, changed me back to a defenseman. So that was my kind of my first year of really playing defense. Um, yeah. so, you know, it just was, it was one of those things where, you know, what. I didn't know a lot and it actually helped me because I didn't know a lot. Um, yeah. if that makes any sense. I mean, I just kind of played and, and went on instinct, um, which, you know, as it turned out was a good thing. Um, and then it got harder after that. So, I mean, I turned pro the next year and all of a sudden they're, you know, they're saying, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I'm like, well, cause I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so it actually, um, you know, it was my best year without knowing what I was doing, which, which was odd. Um, but, you know, I mean, I played with some good players. I mean, you know, silly was a dynamic, uh, obviously a first rounder and, and an incredible junior hockey player. So, I mean, he, you know, he made my life a lot easier. So yeah, one of the, one of the, just one of those years where you chalk it up to almost dumb luck. Um, so, you know, but I'll take it. Absolutely. All right, Huey. Besides the fact you being six foot tall and shooting harder than most men at 12 years old, at what point did you think you could play hockey for a full-time job? Um, I didn't really know I could um, until my draft year. Um, and so, I mean, back then, there was no rating system. There was no real no way of knowing how good you really were. Um, you know, nowadays with, with social media and the way scouts and and agents approach you, you know, you, they, they target the kids now at 12, 13 and 14 years old. Yeah. You know, I, I never really knew, um, that there was any kind of a chance until I was 17. Um, finally got an agent, Donnie, me and, uh, kind of came out of the woodworks and, and Mike Sillinger and I ended up going with him as an agency and, Back then, there was no social media, so you only knew how good you were based on what the hockey news said. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the hockey news came out with their ratings, and you know, all of a sudden, I get the hockey news delivered, and there I am sitting at you know number seventeen overall potentially. So, you know, I mean, uh, 
just one of those things where you're you're not 100% sure how good you are and then all of a sudden there you are you're getting rated and and scouted every day and people are telling you how good you are and then all of a sudden you're you're drafted so um you know one of those things where I liked every sport I enjoyed doing stuff in the summer and it really never dawned on me that I was going to be good until I actually was drafted so Haley, speaking of getting drafted, you know, you go to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the in the first round in the nineteen eighty nine draft. Uh, first, how special was that for you? And then, second, your family. Well, I mean, it, going to the draft is something pretty special, and and for my family, it was even more special because uh, back then it was you were you know you had to you know, everybody was more tight knit, right? I mean you you were closer because there wasn't so much social media and, and you had to, you just had to rely on your family and friends to kind of come out and watch you because really nobody, nobody knew who you were and what was going on. So um, yeah, it was, it was the most important day of, of the rest of my life without actually knowing it was at the time. Okay, so Rip and I love these, uh, you know, ask these questions. You know, what was the draft like? I mean, do you have any good stories for us from the draft? <laughs> you know what? Pretty calm. Um, you know, you sit there and you're nervous as hell because uh, everybody else is, you know, I mean, you kind of, and back then there was only 21 teams, right? So yeah. if you were rated in the top 21, you were pretty much guaranteed to go, you know, in that group. But actually that year um, was kind of a weird year because Bobby Holik uh, went to Hartford and he was the first player to, to defect. Um, so he actually went kind of out of the norm. So now all of a sudden there's 21 guys rated, but now he goes and then Doug Zamolak ends up going to Minnesota out of high school. So now there's two guys that have taken spots. So now the nerves start to settle in and you're yeah. just sitting there and you're going, what happens if, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, your agent's trying to calm you down and Hey, you're going to go, you're going to go. And you're like, Oh, you I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So now you're, now you're just nervous as hell. So, um, cool experience because it is the draft, but those kids are sitting there and I know yeah. what they're going through when I watch it, they're nervous as hell. And you know, some know they're going in the top five and then the rest is a crap shoot after that. Yeah. Jeez, what city was the draft in that year? Year, Minneapolis. Yeah. So the old, the old Met. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> all right. So all the all the old uh, multicolored seats and uh, kind of an old school building, but Looks yeah, like a pretty, box. pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're uh, we'll jump forward now to the 97, 98 year when you're with Philly. Um, just talk about your run. You guys win Calder Cup champ. You're Calder Cup champion. You you won the Eddie Shore Award. Just give us a breakdown of that year. Uh, kind of a kind of a breakthrough year for me. Um, I had kind of come out of uh, the Canadian program. Um, the Team Canada went to Toronto for a couple of years. Kind of really hadn't established myself as a defenseman. Um, you know, played some games with the Leafs, uh, was in the minors for a bit. And then just out of the blue, Philadelphia wanted to, wanted to sign me, um, to a deal. And at the time when you're deciding where you want to go, you, you know, they had their minor league team in the same city. So for me, it was a good, good opportunity to not move anymore. Right. If I get sent down, I'm going yeah. across the river. Right. So 
So I made the decision to go there. And I mean, we had a real veteran team. We had good coaching. Uh, Bill Barber was our coach and phenomenal man. Um, really the first kind of time that I felt like a real professional hockey player. I was, we were looked after really well. You know, we had a wives room. We had, I mean, all those things kind of set in that this is what it was supposed to be like. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I had a great year and just was relaxed. I never worried about, you know, am I getting another contract? I just wanted to play. Knew that Nashville was coming as in as an expansion team the next year. So my main focus was to have a really good year and see if I could get a job with them. And, and actually, as it turned out, um, I played well enough and I ended up signing a contract with them. So winning the, winning the Calder Cup actually gave me an opportunity to, to go to hire, uh, you know, get to the NHL. So it was, it was great. What's up, yeah, uh, well, I'm going to bring up you being an HL All-Star that year, too. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. A lot of people, well, don't, I mean... a lot of people don't know that you beat uh, Zidane Chara. <laughs> yeah, I did. And he was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> big Z in the hardest so shot. I, I beat him in the hardest shot, and he was angry. <laughs> angry. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, I know, I know yeah, you want to be the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Of course, that's your, that's your goal. But, I mean, I was the best defenseman in the American Hockey League that year, which, you know, I mean, there's – 30 teams and a lot of, a lot of guys playing and, you know, I ended up going to the all-star game and uh, made first team all-star won the hardest shot. So, I mean, all that kind of, you know, you take it for granted at the time, but when you look back, it's like, yeah, you know what, that actually was a lot yeah, to accomplish cool, yeah. because now that I'm coaching at the American league level, it's a pretty big deal for those guys. Right. So it was, it was, it was kind of humbling um, to look back on it and go, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I did all that. <laughs> so, but at the time, at the time you're focused on getting to the NHL. Yeah. So it's not a big deal, but then it became a big deal. And you probably didn't know how big of a deal Zidane would have became too. Hey, so. So two years later, uh, I end up playing with him in long Island Yeah, and you don't realize how good and how big of a deal. Like, I mean, he was kind of a gangly you know, big defenseman that you never really thought was going to amount to much. And yeah. well, I mean, all yeah. of a sudden now he's, he's a hall of famer, one of the best defense will never play. Right. So now, now you're like, okay, yeah, that was actually a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I still, and I still have the stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sick. All right. Here, I, I want to ask this question here and you know, doesn't matter what state it's at, but you know, you, you have to wear the maple leaf multiple times for team Canada. You know, how special is that? you know, for you to, you know, where the Maple Leaf. You know what? Extra special for me because at the time that I played for Team Canada, I was playing in Europe. I wasn't playing in the NHL. Yep. And so I was the only non-NHL guy to play in that World Championships only one. So for me, it was extra special because those guys are superstars and, you know, they – they made the team because they played in the NHL. I made the team because, you know, I played in Europe the whole year and I, I put my time in with Team Canada and it was more of a reward than anything. And I actually played pretty well in the tournament and ended yeah. up winning a gold medal. So, so extra special for me because I never really took it for granted that playing for your country was just a, a way to end your season. 
yeah. for me, it was, it was, it was the only thing that I wanted that year. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be pretty good for me. So I, I tell people all the time, it's probably my greatest accomplishment, even though I played in the NHL hockey wise to play in that kind of an event with those players was pretty special because I never knew I was actually going to go. And that made it even better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to stick with Hockey Canada here. Give us the rundown of uh, the old famous Anson Carter overtime winner. What was that <laughs> situation like? Uh, so, I mean, we were the favorites to win, obviously. And uh, we kind of, Sweden had flown in a whole bunch of guys after, um, you know, after the season had ended and, and their season. So they had come in. And so they, they were stacked. And so were we. I mean, we had a good team. But, uh, kind of going back and forth kind of everything transpires that you know you're playing your shifts and and now it becomes more okay yeah you know what if we lose and you lose an nhl game or you whatever you, you chalk it up you, you move yeah. on yep gold medal game canada pressure all those things added up and you know our team was pretty tight so we we were pretty confident um but when he scored man i I've never been so excited in my entire life. And then yeah. the review. It show. <laughs> so, I mean, there's pictures of us, gloves everywhere. And then all of a sudden, all, you see all of us looking back to, to know that the referees are reviewing it. So now we got to grab our gloves. We got to go back to the bench, sit on the bench, wait for, you know, a decision. And we're all nervous because you know what's going to happen. If they wave it off, we're losing for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those, it's karma, right? And when they, when they waved it off, and actually the ironic thing is, is the technology that they used, nobody even knew they had, right? To blow the puck up, to do all those things. Yeah. Um, what, an, what an exciting moment. I mean, it was, it, was, it was the pivotal moment in my hockey career, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Jay Huey, I want to jump to uh, you know what you're doing now, but over the last decade now, you've been doing uh, you know, coaching and you know, doing some director player personnel stuff. You know, I was just telling Rip before we started recording, it's a path that I'm on and I want to get to where you are. Um, you know, what's it like going from playing at the best level in the world to now you're, you know, you're, you've already coached a game in the NHL and now you're coaching the American League. Um, and, and you started with the U of our Cougars where Turner plays. Um, you know, walk us through, you know, just coaching and director of player personnel and, and whatnot. Well, I mean, once you're in the game um, at a high level, it's, it's really all you know. I mean, I, that's all I've ever done my whole life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you play hockey your whole life, and then you, you play at a high level. So when I retired, I'm like, now what? Right? I mean, I I had no idea what I was going to do. So, um, so Turner's dad, Todd, obviously was a scout for the Pats. He's like, hey, um, why don't you just come out and and skate with the guys just here and there and uh, help out a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll give it some thought. And then Todd Johnson said the same thing. He's like, hey, are you interested in maybe coming out once a week to kind of work with the D and, and whatever? I'm like, you know what? It actually would be a good way to, to stay in the game. Um, why not? Give it a shot. Yeah. So I ended up, I ended up, you know, kind of doing both, uh, you know, helping the Pats out a little bit and then helping uh, Johnny. And you know what? To be honest with you, it's the best place to start because you learn more about starting at a lower level than you do at actually jumping in right into the NHL. Yep. 
you know, I mean, it, it's, it's all about the development of the guys. And I really connected and liked working with the guys. And then I just thought, you know what, why, why not stay with it? Um, I didn't want to do anything full time because my kids were still young. So Swift Current uh, had approached me and just said, hey, do you want to be a part-time guy? Sure. You know what? I'll come there two, three days a week. I'll see you guys in Regina, Moose Jaw, Brandon. I mean, I'll kind of stay home and kind of travel back and forth. And then I got the itch, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I, I really liked it. So then I'm like, okay, well, I don't really want to be full-time yet because the kids are still young. Um, did that for four or five years. And then Manny Vivros got the job in uh, Swift Current. Right. Because Mark Lamb had gone pro. Called me and said, hey, you know, I know you want to be part-time, but you want to be more full-time I think I'm ready. So at that year, I only missed like five games, right? Um, I went on a holiday. I think I went to Hawaii. So, <laughs> so I had to miss like three games, yeah. you know? Um, but then I got more of the itch. Now I'm getting more involved. Now I'm running a bench. Now I'm, I'm, I'm more involved. And yeah. then, uh, you know, Manny ended up going to Edmonton. And then, you know, the Vancouver uh, Giants job came up. Took it, loved it, got more involved. You know, now I'm now I'm the associate coach, so now I have more of a role. Absolutely. And Manny calls and says, "Hey, I know we work together. I'm looking to bring in my own people to to make sure we have a good culture." And obviously, you can't resist that opportunity. And yeah, not just because it's Vegas, but it is Vegas. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't you know somewhere small town in the east or whatever, but. Um, I, I just, you know, now that I'm more involved and we're getting more involved with the Golden Knights guys, we have meetings with them. You know, I talked to Ryan McGill quite a bit and you, you really learn, you're, it's, it's a totally different perspective from going from a player to a coach. You, players rely on the coaches to give them guidance and then they use their skill and their speed and whatever to, to play the game the right way. So as a coach, you've got to have a little bit of a different mentality to give these players what they need. But I also never want to lose the fact that I was a player yeah. and that communication side um, always comes out. And I know I can always talk to the guys about, Hey, you know, try this, do that, you know, game prep, all that kind of stuff. So yep. it works. It works really well that I actually built from a lower level to now being here because I still have that communication side. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually, I'm gonna correct you. Huey started his coaching career when I played spring hockey. <laughs> yes, I did. Huey, Huey's a part-time assistant coach for my dad and a full-time Barty God for my, for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Ripper, you gotta tell the story when I kicked your dad in the ribs. Very fucking so work. <laughs> so we're we're in Winnipeg, and I, I took a I took a penalty, and I don't know if I took another two or if it was a ten. But I, I, I'm in the box for more time. And in the penalty box is right between the benches. But there's a gap between the glass and the wall. Yes. The rink is. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd's like, get me. He gets his red face. Get the fuck over here. So I like, I like someone. And he grabs me by my jersey. And he's just fucking wailing me off the glass. Like, he's just pulling me in and out. And then Huey comes over. Todd doesn't see him. And Huey just kicks him right in the ribs. Leave him alone. How old are you? Twelve? <laughs> like maybe eleven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Unreal. <laughs> what a crew we had there. That's on. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And, 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 yeah. You know what? I actually, I guess that is true. Term. I, I mean, I enjoyed that part of it because uh, I was actually still playing at the time. Yeah. Um, came back in the summer. So, you know, Turner started playing summer hockey. So in order to see Ripper uh, during the summer, yeah, he, every weekend, right. He's, he's on the road or he's doing, you know, something with the kids. I'm like, well, if I'm ever going to see him, I might as well help. And oh, wow, yeah. actually it, it worked out really good because you know what? We made a lot of friends and a lot of guys that I coached that those first two or three years of Turner's 98 group, you know, we're still, I still stay in touch yeah. with and still talk to. And, and so it was, it was a good way for me to kind of get an eye opener of what it was like to Absolutely. come back from crazy and then to, to know what parents are like and to, to coach the kids. Right. So, and, yeah. and my kids weren't, you know, Blake was three or four or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so it wasn't, I wasn't in hockey mode yet as a parent. So that yeah. actually is, that is true. Isn't, true. It, isn't it crazy like when you had those group when we we're eight years old and you got to watch watch us grow up and now you're coaching it and some of us still and you're coaching with them crazy crazy yeah. so i mean i look and i go that kid played spring hockey in winnipeg yeah, that kid played yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so it's and you, you know and yeah so it's like four or five age groups and then i started coaching blake yeah um, so now those kids are starting to filter in i mean we had 2003s uh that was just just drafted so they were at camp this year i'm just like oh my god i remember when you guys were seven like my yeah. god <laughs> so so i don't want to say i'm getting old but son of a bitch i am <laughs> uh, all right we're gonna go into some golf talk here how's the game how many times have you been playing since you've gotten down to vegas Huey? uh played five times and i'm a better player down here than i am in saskatchewan Really? I, well, I don't, yeah, no I don't, win. Yeah. yeah, no win. And and everything's just perfect. Uh, and I'm getting old, so the heat keeps my back loose. <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually swing. Yeah. Uh, I played. But I mean, we we we've got you know a couple connections where we can just go out and play. I mean, the beauty of it is you can go out at two or three o'clock after we're done practice and leave the rink and play yeah. nine holes yeah. or just hit the range or whatever. And I mean, it doesn't typically get dark until you know 8 30 9 o'clock so yeah you've got that option and it's still warm out i mean it's still 85 it's degrees that yeah exactly exactly so um we're actually uh we talked about as a coaching staff kind of doing a you know going to one of the courses and getting one of the pros to kind of do a like a group teaching session yeah, once yeah. a week just to kind of hang out and talk shop and uh and one of the guys that's awesome yeah and one and one of the guys loves hockey and so he's like, Hey, if I can talk hockey with you, you can talk golf with me. I'm like, perfect. Yep. This is, yeah. Sign me that's up. what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So no, it's, it's been good. And it's been hot, really hot down here. And so training camps, you know, underway and kind of bouncing back and forth between rinks and house and golf. So it's been, it's been really good. Here we, we are talking about, you know, you playing Stewart Creek and, you know, your trips to Kenosi and the bear, um, you know, walk us through playing some golf uh, down in Saskatchewan here and NBC. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The trips in Saskatchewan were with buddies are a lot more fun than, you know, going to a lot of other places. I, I mean, although, you know, uh, Mike Sillinger was, was a part owner in, uh, in bear mountain. So going out to BC and playing bear mountain with him and, and for a few years was was awesome exceptional 
golf with, with good friends. I'm not a, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to go somewhere and travel to golf, uh, it's got to be with buddies. I'm not just going yeah. to golf yeah. just for the sake of golfing. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I find uh, we do, you know, we did a Kenosi trip two years ago uh, before COVID kind of hit. And we took like 20 guys. We went to, we went and played, uh, we went and played Kenosi and then we went and played White Bear and we had a great time. Yeah. And so, you know, both courses are in exceptional shape. They're good golf courses. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. I mean, let's be honest. They don't play your the game, though. What's that? White Bear doesn't fit your game, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Anytime you have to hit a seven iron off the tee on a par four, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does suck. You know, I mean, fun factor, 100%. Yeah. Uh, golf courses around the world, anywhere that I've been, top notch. I mean, let's be honest. There's there's a hundred courses in Vegas that are outstanding. Right. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't normally travel them that much to golf in Saskatchewan. I mean, I stick close to home and play your rounds, play with buddies, play men's nights because summer goes by so quick. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy being at the lake. I don't, I don't really want to, Hey, let's take five days and go somewhere yeah. away from the lake. So, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of my philosophy and it works because all the other guys are the same way. They like to stay home, you know, in golf too. Okay. Here we go. It sounds like the game's about to start here. So we got, we got to go to our questions from the gal here sponsored by Molson Coors. Coors Seltzer's on a mission, helping restore fresh water to Canada's rivers through the change of the Coors Foundation. Enjoy the Coors Seltzer mixer pack with four great flavors, black cherry, mango, grapefruit, and lemon lime. Rip, how good are those? Wagon. Wagon. Okay, we'll ask a few quick questions here for you, Huey, and then we'll let you go to the game as it sounds like it's uh, starting up soon. Uh, best memory of playing in the NHL? Uh, two. Uh, first game uh, at Maple Leaf Gardens, um, which was my first NHL game oh, and wow. my first goal. And my first goal. So Who was it, who was it on? Was Mike Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, he, uh, I scored one on his kid. Not a big deal. <laughs> So, and both at Maple Leafs Gardens. Yeah. So as a Canadian kid, I mean, no you know, I was drafted, I was drafted by Pittsburgh and never played a game for him. So that was kind of disappointing, but uh, that's those memories of, of being in Maple Leafs Gardens before, you know, became Air Canada Center was, was top notch. Absolutely. Rip. All right. I got two party here. So who's the, it's, who's the toughest guy to play against physically and who's the toughest guy to play against skill, skill wise. Uh, physically, when I first came into the league, um, guys like, oh man, I mean, you had, you had a lot of, you had a lot of big boys. So you had, you know, Steve Eisermans, uh, you had, you know, oh man, it's yeah, just trying to think of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. You had. You know, like Brandon Shanahan, who wanted to kill you and could score at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> so back in those days, back in the 90s, that was it. So I will I will say the best player that I ever played with, obviously skill-wise, Mario Lemieux, for sure. Yep. Um, I never got to play with Gretzky, but Lemieux was off the charts, was, was off the charts. Hardest guy to play against. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, like Kachuk. Um, any of those big, heavy yeah. bruiser forwards back in the nineties that could, 
could hurt you and score all at the same time. I mean, there was so many of them. It was just, uh, it was, it was really hard night in and night out. I mean, cause the rule changes hadn't come in. So you had to be really careful against those heavyweights. Your AC joints took a beating. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had the big Douglas shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> we look like football players because guys hit so hard. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we, uh, handicap and favorite beverage after a round of golf. Well, my handicap is a solid four and a half. Uh, and I can't resist a cold Coors Light. I, there's nothing better after a round of either A, winning, losing to Silly, which I often do. Um, <laughs> on or, 18. Yeah. Or, or yeah, on 18. He birdies 18 yeah. pretty much all the time. You're or up, winning. Or winning against 300. Silly. And then you lose 500. <laughs> you, you just like you played your ass off and all of a sudden you're buying them steak dinner. Like what's happening here? So uh, it, it has to be Coors Light. Coors Light on tap, cold all day long. Wow. That's perfect for the sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I got any locker room stories for us to get help without getting in trouble. Got any good pranks? Uh, well, my first year pro, uh, one of the guys, one of the guys left practice early, um, said he had a sore groin and he took a nail gun and he nailed all the shoes, everybody's shoes to the, to the floor. And then he had a towing company come and take all the tires off everybody's cars. So they, they jacked, they jacked them up and took all the tires off and left them right beside. And then he, then he went home. So it's like, first of all, you couldn't get your shoes on. Everybody walked out. They're like, you've got to be shitting me. All these cars are sitting there with no tires. That's the best prank I've ever seen. It's January in St. John's. Oh, That's it's just like, come freezing. On. Come on. <laughs> All right, Huey, I have one more here for you. I don't know if Rip has any more for you, but we don't want to keep you too long. Um, you know, one piece of advice you need to give a young listener today listening that wants to play, whether it's pro sports, hockey, golf, uh, be a doctor, whatever, just uh, some advice for uh, you know, a young listener today. Uh, you know what? I, I, I want to I say work hard, but work smart and have fun. I mean, they're – you have to be a multi-sport athlete in today's game. I truly believe that the days of skating 364 days a year to, to get better, you know what, you've got to have a release and, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. The fact that a lot of guys don't play two or three sports, like we used to when we were growing up, I think is leading to a lot of potential mental health issues where, there's no release for you yeah. to go and do something else. There's no, there's no real fun aspect away from the game. And you know what? You can't, you can't work your butt off. And the only release you have is to go have a beer or, uh, you know, go do something that, you know, that you wouldn't normally do yeah. if you were working yeah. hard. Right. So it can't be a, Hey, let's go party and, and get my release. You know what? Go uh, turn, turn. How fun is baseball? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So knowing full well that you're going to hang up your skates and you're still going to work out and then you're going to go play some ball and yeah. you're going to have fun, but you're still going to work out and you're still going to be a multi-sport athlete, I, I think is the key nowadays. Um, and, you know, just, I mean, if you're going to play hockey, play, play hockey, right? Have fun at it. Um, but don't make it your, 
your entire life at a young age. You know, when you when you start getting into 12, 13, 14, 15, and you, then, then you're going to have to make a commitment one way or the other. But from the time you're six till you're 15, have fun. Have fun. Do other yeah. things. Go to the cottage with your parents. Go fishing. Yeah. Do, do all those other things because that'll actually give you more of an appreciation for what you want to do. And I see it time and time again where guys are just burnt out. They're like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't, I don't want to do this today. And if you're going to be a professional athlete, you have to want to do it every day, right? So, so don't get burnt out at a young age so that all of a sudden you turn pro and you're like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Hugh, man, this has been awesome today. We appreciate your time. Uh, Anytime. Hope we do it again. Anytime. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, enjoy the game. Enjoy it down in Vegas. Best yeah, luck this year with your team. Uh, and yeah, we'll stay in touch. All right, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Harry. See you. Okay. See you guys. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated. Located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, episode 91, completed rip. Uh, another great interview. Jamie Hubert. Hubal. Uh, Queen City. Played here four years for the Pats. Played in the NHL. Played for you know Team Canada numerous times. Played in the American League a little bit. Long story short, and now he's coaching in the American League, and has one game under his belt as an NHL head coach uh, or as a coach. Sorry. Um, overall, though, successful interview. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a really good, really good interview by Jamie. I thought my pump our tires. We did well too. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I always love talking to Huey. I miss him. Me and my brother always talk about it. I think he's one of my favorite humans in the world. He's so funny, and he's like, he's a funny asshole. Yeah. He's he's. He, I'm a pretty good. I'm pretty good at winning arguments. <laughs> this guy makes me look so dumb in arguments when me and him go head to head. Really? Yeah. Like it's it's so funny because he just makes you seem so stupid, but he. <laughs> He does it in the faint of heart, and he, yeah, he's the best. I love that guy. And it was pretty cool that he's doing it, like, you know, live at the the Golden Knights preseason game yeah. tonight. <laughs> he's he up in the to, box. Like, yeah, he's in the box. I don't know if people saw that on YouTube or not, but then he had to go in the hallway because it's extremely loud there if you ever watched a Golden Knight game on TV yeah. or been there. It's time. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks again to Huey. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, best luck to him and his team this year, and, you know, quite the golfer, too. You know, four and yeah. a half cap. Piss pounds the ball. Oh, yeah. I've seen that guy. Nuke. 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 Uh, okay. Quickly, people are wanting to, wanting to know why we're on Mondays now, not Wednesdays. Uh, with my hockey schedule and Turner's hockey schedule, Sunday evenings are kind of the best days that we can, you know, record and, you know, kind of get the rest of the week going for us. So you, you, you have hockey five days a week. I have you know, four days a week. So Six days a week. Yeah, six days a week, whatever it is, you know. So we're busy during from Monday to to Sunday. Sunday evenings are kind of the best thing for us. So dropping these on Monday now. Uh, stay tuned, obviously. And then a question here from Jeremy Hanley. Jay Han, long time listener. 
multiple time right in topic for the boys if you could only choose one sport to play every day with perfect weather what would you choose and why would you pick golf uh okay impression or the part that says why you pick golf but golf <laughs> uh, i think golf just because especially in saskatchewan if you can get a day with no wind like 26 25 degrees nothing better yeah it's the best like nothing better and if you, maybe a little overcast is kind of nice too sometimes yeah the worst the worst thing about perfect conditions though, is you have nothing to blame your shitty grounds on that is true <laughs> yeah that's yeah that yeah. is the worst and you're like you're hitting it so well but you just can't score yeah and it's the can't best hit thing the in the green. world and then when it's 45k wins going left to right you're playing better it's like oh why Idiot. yeah uh, and then what a note we got the other day yeah. on, on Instagram. You know, that was pretty cool. So, you know, people that, you know, we're just, you know, obviously Troy's not here and Dan, but, I mean, we're just four dudes talking about sports and, you know, trying to give a little bit of life to people and then a little bit of a, you know, a step away from whatever they're doing at home and we're talking about golf and hockey and all sports. So we appreciate all the positive vibes. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Rip, what would you do? What would I do? Um, yeah, for the sport. I think I just, I think it's a toss up between hockey or not hockey and golf, baseball and golf. Yeah. Uh, two outdoor sports. Um, you know, as Huey mentions in the interview, I kind of use them as a release. Yeah. Um, I have so much fun playing them and I have no pressure to do well. I mean, I want to do well for myself, but I think, yeah, honestly, just flip a coin between those two and I'd be happy with either or. Yeah. Um, I've met unbelievable people, unbelievable people throughout my baseball. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. <laughs> people throughout my baseball and golf adventures. So, yeah, I'd be good with whatever. You'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. <laughs> it's getting super sad now. <laughs> Episode 91, Rip. Uh, Stammer. Nine away. Who else was 91? It's going to bug me. Tavares. Reminder on Twitter and Instagram at underscore off the hosel, Facebook and YouTube just off the hosel. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube as all the interviews now are on there. Go do it. You can see us live on YouTube with great content work from our our boy Christian. Uh, Rip, I don't got much more, man. This has been a long pod, but hey, you got a whole week to listen to it now. Yeah. Enjoy your Monday. Whole week. Vladimir Tarasenko. It's not yeah. the 91. He's a pretty good hockey player. Yeah. Okay, Rip. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you. We'll yep. talk to you next week. I love it. Let's go. Have a hell of a week, Rip. Everyone else, let's do it. Enjoy your Monday and enjoy the pod. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.